Now that Maine has an adult use program rolled out, is there even a reason for me to stay a medical marijuana patient? The medical program is providing variety, consistency, and quality. Your medical marijuana products are going to be taxed five and a half percent versus the recreational products are about 10 to 15 percent. Welcome to an amazing episode of Weed Buds Radio. We're always so grateful for you tuning in at home or at work or driving, wherever you're listening to us right now. We're super grateful for you. And I'm really excited to introduce Joseph Sorbello of Medical Marijuana Practitioners. Joe, welcome to Weed Buds Radio. Thanks, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Even better now that uh, you were able to help me out just a little while ago, get my uh, medical marijuana card here in the beautiful state of Maine. And thank you so much for, for your assistance and making me feel safe through that process. My pleasure. And, uh, and, you, and I think you came up to the mobile certification unit. You were in the ambulance as well. I sure was. And for those listening, when you go to Weed Buds Radio and visit our show notes, I will have some photos of this incredible ambulance so you can see exactly what, what Joe is talking about. And Joe, seriously, I I think I told you when I went through the process with you, when I was in Ohio, it was a very different process, an overwhelming one. And when I was with you, I just, first of all, I felt very comfortable and you and I had met before, but even that first time, you know, I, I knew that I wanted you to, to help me with my renewal. And so, you know, what, what does it take, you know, to, to help people in this industry and why did you decide to, to get into it? Well, thanks, right. Um, those are a lot of good questions. Um, first of all, the, 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 the Law 1539, the main statute 1539, uh, two years ago, had a lot to do with um, what you're talking about and the differences of what you experienced in Ohio and now. Um, when 1539 came around, the legislation changed how we um, were responsible for you know talking to patients and that sort of thing. You do, didn't need a certifying condition at that point. And so as I was coming up into it, um, my concern was like, it would just be people just giving out cards here and there. And we wanted to try and keep a model of really staying in an educational model and advocacy for the patients. And, um, you know, coming from healthcare, we know it's very important to keep patient uh, confidentiality and, and, and privacy. And when the virus came around, that became very diff difficult because different practitioners, we all had different ways of seeing patients, but primarily that was going into the offices of the caregivers. And once the virus came, that all stopped. And this is where, fortunately, I guess, unfortunately, the, the MCU came into play where I was this mobile unit. And so I can still go from one caregiver to another and keep our social distancing. We used to have it where patients would come into the rig for privacy, but now we have a social distancing of six feet. They stay outside. Or if it's a rainy day or cold, I actually go to them and stay outside their car. Similar to the model of all the caregivers have converted over to just doing curbside. So we're doing our best to accommodate patients that way. And it's actually quite enjoyable working out of there. 
That's amazing. When when you decided that you were going to be a medical marijuana practitioner, did you already have the idea for the ambulance or was that something that was just kind of like an aha creative moment? No, that evolved out of desperation in some ways where um, uh, I, ha- I was working four years ago with a primary care group um, who we were one of our one of the jobs I was doing was medical marijuana on top of regular clinical work. And I found out quickly that the physicians I was working with had to sign my cards, whereas I'm doing all this other prescribing. But and as I researched it, PAs were left out of the prescribing laws. So nurse practitioners medical doctors and on osteopaths were 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 um, vetted into this and for some reason i don't know pas were left out and um so with the help of the late great dale denno um one of our state reps he actually was on the medical marijuana um, committee at that time working on 1539 and he helped me get pas to be included in the law to be able to start working and prescribing medical marijuana and once i did that i was able to start my own business and and go from there and um you know i started doing house calls at first and um trying to get out there and find good quality caregivers that i can work in conjunction with because i thought that was the best model to work with different caregivers and um i was very fortunate to a good friend of mine and, and uh, a consultant aaron pester who um, he um, got me in touch with the, the guys over at Atlantic Farms, the gas and grass, you know, Brian, Rocco, Jack and Ian. And um, we hatched a plan to start helping provide uh, services from their little space, but didn't have an office. Well, we started actually hatched a plan that we got a rider van. And for the first couple of weeks, I had a rider van I'd rent for the day and set it up as a little mobile office. And people went in there and we got it done. But you know, that was working out of a van. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and I got some comments at that point. So um, I was purely kind of hustling and really enjoying uh, the transition into really primarily working with medical marijuana and starting my own business. And uh, I think, uh, you know, being in the medical profession for so long, almost 30 years, I've, you know, seen a lot of ambulances and stuff and um I, it's it just hatched to me all of a sudden i'm like that might be the best thing i can do and so i picked one up i converted it i i created the logo and got her up and running and it's been uh, quite enjoyable ever since and getting support from people like you and great comments like that is always uh makes it even better it's amazing and if you if you go to the website and again we'll have all of joe's information in the show notes so be sure to check that out but when you go there and you go to the website and if you're in maine you can book an appointment with joe right there very easily and you can see this incredible unit that that we're talking about but that leads me to uh my next Next question, Joe. It, do you have to be a Maine resident to get a Maine medical marijuana card? At this time, the way we're, we're doing it is you have to have a Maine driver's license or the Maine ID card. Um, you know, we know that there's uh, reciprocity with some states, and we know that there's Massachusetts people that come up here and they fill out the proper paperwork and um, they can purchase their products through the medical program as well. Um, but to my knowledge, as far as I know, it's still Maine um, ID only. Um, but if you have um, your summer home, 
or your winter home at Sugarloaf and you have a temporary residency, you can prove that residency. You can get, you know, for five dollars, I tell people, get, you know, I see people at Sunday River quite a bit that want to get their yeah. card. Five dollars, you go to the DMV and get the main ID card and you're up and running. That makes sense. That's a that's a great solution. I didn't even think of that. And you you mentioned this kind of reciprocal approach in some states. And you know, speaking you know right now in in December of 2020, going into a new year soon. I remember when I first started to come back to Maine, and, and before I moved back permanently, I had my card in Ohio. And I would go and and you and I met in front of a a wellness connection, I think the first time and I was there and they let me go right in and they accepted my my Ohio medical card. But then a couple weeks later, I went back and they would not accept it. not that I was, you know, angry by any means, but you know, I, I asked the person to to double check, and sure enough, no, this this it doesn't work, but it did yesterday. And so, are we still seeing that kind of change of some states can can go to other states and back and forth, or is it a little bit more consistent now? I really don't know. I, I, and my best resource that I've been telling patients go to is normal n o r m l dot org, and normal really has state to state um, a really good synopsis of what state's doing what as far as their legislation and, and what their laws are and it's actually quite interesting to kind of peruse everybody else's medical marijuana laws and what's coming up and I think we're doing a pretty good job up here comparing ourselves and you know just 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 looking around I think we're doing quite a good job I'm super proud of the industry here in Maine. And when I first started Weed Buds, I was a patient in Ohio. And I had been, I lived on the West Coast for about three years prior to that. And so I felt like, you know, I, I, got to explore the California cannabis that is so legendary. And I'll tell you, when I came back, I was so impressed with the quality of cannabis that we had here that I tell everybody, and they don't believe me, so an open invitation to our entire audience, come visit Maine, come visit Joe and I, and try the cannabis here, because there really is some some amazing things. And normal, uh, we are members of, of that organization, and and that's a great resource, Joe. Thank you for for naming that because it should have been on the top of my mind, but they are always fairly up to date with that. And so for any ambiguity for those listening, great resource. If I'm, you know, now that I'm here and obviously I went through this, but for, for somebody listening that may be wondering how to get a main medical card, let do you mind, Joe, if we kind of walk them through the, the process of what that was? Because I feel like people are often so afraid because they don't know what it looks like. And so I would love to just kind of take them on a on a quick journey of, you know, from start, I you know, first thing I did is is you know, I, I call or I got the information from a dispensary to reach out to to Joe and I sent Joe an email and he responded back and I'm not going to make a commitment, but I'll tell you, it's very timely to his response <laughs> back. And then Joe, what are the qualifying conditions? What else did we have to talk about? There were 13 qualifying conditions. And that's again, when 1539 came, that changed the legislation and, and, and what were the requirements more. And you do not need a certifying condition. You, you need, you know, 
to show up and we talk about your medical history. There's a simple medical history form that you do fill out, which is, you know, kept private. And, um, you know, we, we do all our um, HIPAA privacy and, 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 and um, the essentials as far as um, keeping your privacy secure. Um, but it's a simple medical history form. But what I'm more concerned about is providing um, opportunities for education for folks. And I think that's where we spend probably 75% of our time, um, you know, especially for new folks. Actually not. I, I really make it a goal of mine when I'm talking to somebody to present a product and interview them in a way like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And if I educate them that day and they say, no, I haven't heard about this topical salve. And I feel like it's a little minor victory to keep turning on the people to, to all the new products because there's so many. And for especially new folks, it could get pretty daunting because, you know, we, we saw this early on where we wanted to do good and make a pan of brownies for granny and give granny one of those brownies. And we didn't know that dose. And then granny got a little squirrely for a couple days, you know. And so now we have the ability um, to have very low dose uh, products for people and so you know your dose and you have a consistency with that dosing as well and um, you know one of the things you know, one of our caregivers that I work with Canubo they're they have these one and two and a half milligram little dots I think they're little they're little like you know the candies that were on the paper when we were a kid oh yeah those little dots yep little dots like a milligram that's all you start with and because you get people that they don't want to be exposed to some of the um, products that some people are used to. It's very new to them. And so especially there's an elderly population where all they need is topical salve and a couple edibles before they go to bed and they do quite well. But we have to be cognizant of, you know, tailoring, um, you know, the, the, um, the medical plan, let's say, for the, for, for the individual patient. And, you know, I think that's the part of um, the value of the medical program is just providing a consistent education. And, you know, myself and all the caregivers I work with, we all seem to try to talk the same language and have good communication together. And so it's quite a nice community that keeps going on about um, education and advocacy for patients. Joe, looking back at your career, did you ever anticipate being a prescriber of medical marijuana? Was this something that, you know, like was just, you knew this or was it something that this was an opportunity and it was here? Where did the advocacy come from? I started, um, actually, I was very, uh, I had a, um, I started working with the heart surgeons. I came to Portland um, in 94 to work with, with the, the heart surgical group in Portland and um, had quite a great experience assisting and um, working in the intensive care unit. And I've had as a PA, we're very fortunate where we can um, function in very different ways. And so I've been in express cares and emergency rooms and, you know, up the Sugarloaf and Sunday River. And even I remember covering, covering a couple shifts out there on North Haven for, for a week at a time, North Haven Island. So, sure. you know, I've been very fortunate to have quite a variety um, and extensive career. Um, I didn't really see that until later in my career when I started, when, when, when the laws started changing and it became more available for folks. And, um, you know, as an objective person, you, you just see it work and you hear a lot of good stories from patients. And I can go on and on about stories that I heard from patients that um, 
really were like, okay, so this is real. And and I think a lot of physicians, a lot of people in the medical community are, are, are very objective and they see this and they hear patient stories and they're like, hey, this is kind of working. And, we're, and, and you know, the, the biggest thing that we always ask in medicine is, what's the counter contraindications for giving this person this this medication you know what are the, what are the downsides of this and honestly are we seeing a lot of downsides and complications and and, and uh, bad interactions with medical marijuana and i'll ask you that i mean at the end of the day i haven't seen anybody suffer too much from cannabis joe i think i've seen two allergic reactions on people's lips from when really? they smoked flour and, and, and the flour, they had a true reaction to the flour. And they would just put a little, um, like the Europeans do, you put a little piece of your rolling paper container in, in there and you make a little filter and that solves that problem. Or nowadays- Is it like a pollen a allergy? I, I think so. I think it's I think it's truly s- some sort of you know organophosphate, some organic compound. That's it's it's not the marijuana. It's it's something that's on it. Yeah, Made which I mean makes I sense know. because I mean it's it's a plant. You know, I mean anybody right. with allergies that that makes sense that that could happen. But that's super fascinating, Joe. I'm so grateful, and I can't wait. I we have to have you back. And for the audience at home, what's the best way for them to stay connected with you and to maybe schedule an appointment with you? Well, you can find me all throughout um, Southern Maine. I try to keep my schedule updated, and actually, we're responding to to you know people wanting to stay from home and be able to do a telemedicine aspect of that. And our website's going to be up and running to be able to provide people to go and pick a schedule, and they can just log in and choose a schedule time. Amazing. Um, my website is medicalmarijuanapractitioners.com. And um, from there, you'll be able to see my schedule and where I work. And, you know, I, I really am proud and happy with the caregivers that I work with. I mean, I'm, you know, from Atlantic Farms in Portland to uh, Wellness Connection. We we're, we're, you know, still working with them up in Gardner and Portland um, in the uh, um, behind um, on Congress Street. Um, friend Jen and Cohen Richmond, um, mainly medical. It's just a whole great group of um, um, caregivers that I get to work with. And we just keep picking more up every time and trying to serve the community as best as we can. Um, We're super lucky, aren't we, the, the people that we have in this community? I think it's more than luck. Luck is going to the casino ride. I think we're fortunate because we work hard for all this. And we've seen this. I've seen this happen. And I'm very proud to be in this in this um, this community now. Because when the when, when the pandemic started, there was no question on how this industry adapted to still be able to take care of patients, start doing curbside and, and just auto-regulate themselves and do the work. And it really inspired me. I'm like, well, I'm going to do the best I can do. I'll convert over to telemedicine, but still kind of do my, you know, go to my sites and, you know, do, do the best we can, wear our masks, do our distancing, stay clean and stay safe. And it's really was um, really nice to see that response and really impressive. 
Well, that's really powerful that that you say that. I couldn't agree with you more. As a patient, as your patient, I'm super grateful that you're in this community and you're serving it uh, because you have. You've been here from the beginning and I know that you've worked very closely and, and there's so much passion and love in your work. And I am just so grateful for that, Joe. So you know, thank you again for joining us and please open invitation to come back to Weed Buds Radio anytime yes catch me all the time i'll be um farley's and bath in two weeks i think i'm doing uh i'm all just catch that website and uh you can always email me at joseph sorbello pac at gmail.com um drop me an email give me a call and uh, we'll be happy to do, do our best for you Awesome. Well, you heard it, folks. You tuning in right now, you have no excuse. If you live in Maine, you know the guy that can help you get your medical marijuana card. And again, we will have all of those links in our show notes on weedbudsradio.com. We're so grateful for Joe being with us today. We're so grateful for you joining us today. And we will see you on the next episode of Weed Buds Radio. Thanks, Rag. Take care. <laughs>